Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome on to the Kona Edge, coming to you from Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to know where you're from so and, and where you listen to this podcast. So I, I do this every now and again on the show. If you're listening to this while you're driving, ignore what I'm saying, okay? But if you're on the indoor trainer or if you're walking around or on a train or in an Uber, uh, I don't know where you listen to your podcasts or if you're washing dishes like I do on a, a Sunday night, that's where I listen to mine. Uh, take a photo exactly of what you're doing right now. Listen to the podcast uh, and uh, pop it onto social media. You can tag us at the Kona Edge on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram. Let us know where you're listening to the podcast. And uh, yeah, you use the hashtag uh, the Kona Edge. And I'll find it. And uh, yeah, I love I love seeing where people are and where they listen to the podcast. So uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, it would be pretty cool. And before we get into this podcast, to let you know, it is brought to you by S Fuels. Every now and again, a truly unique product comes along. And for far too long, triathlon nutrition has been pretty much the same old, same old. Sugar-laden bars and drinks, uh, add in a little bit of salt and caffeine. You know that sounds pretty much familiar, right? Well, for the last three years, a new company called Spike Free have been developing and testing several endurance sport fuel products. They're designed to train your body to fuel, uh, to use fat for fuel, which enables you as a triathlete to go longer and avoid the dreaded spike or bonk. They contain no sugars, no honey, no syrups, sugar alcohols, no wheat, oats, or cheap protein, which also helps you avoid gut and GI distress, which, as you know, is very common in endurance sports. The product is called S-Fuels, and more and more triathletes are starting to use them, and the good news is you can too. S-Fuels was recently launched in the ultra-running space, and the response has been phenomenal. If you're in the United States and you would like to try S-Fuels out, all you need to do is click on the link in your podcast player or in the show notes below this episode of the Cone Edge, and they'll send you a box right now, absolutely free. They'll even cover the shipping, okay? Alternatively, just text the word S-Fuels, that's S-F-U-E-L-S, to 44222 and I'll text you the details back the coupon code and uh, the like exactly on how you can get your free box of S Fuels bars that's S Fuels to 44222 Today's Coach's Corner brought to you by Superfly Coaching they've helped dozens of athletes reach Ironman Kona the 70.3 World Championships and even the Olympic Games their coaches, along with Joe Friel, have written several books on training methodologies. Their experienced coaches are uniquely qualified to recognize your skills while addressing your weaknesses. Their coaches have already helped athletes just like you reach their goals, so let them help you. Whether you're attempting to release pounds or shave off a few seconds, they're with you every step of the way. Are you interested in upping your game from acceptable to exceptional? By partnering with your passion and their experienced coaches, you can reach your full potential. Their coaching plans are like their clients, no two are alike. Once you've chosen your service level that works best for you, your coach will begin to develop your customized plan. Don't let stomach issues ruin your race. From coaching to nutritional advice, they cover it all. To discover more about Superfly Coaching, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, if you're a coach or have a coaching business and would like to get a plug on the podcast, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Let's chat some nutrition. We head back to Sydney, Australia. Jackie, uh, 
Foley joins us now. Jackie, welcome onto the Cone Edge. Thanks for for your time. Let's let's chat some uh, nutrition. We haven't we haven't really touched on it uh, in in much depth. As far as your approach no. to to nutrition, t- tell me about the general, not necessarily racing, but your general nutrition approach to life. Um. Well, I, I like the Pure Sports Nutrition products. They're a company out of New Zealand, and that's my go-to electrolyte. Um, they taste more real to me. For me, coming into Ironman, I think I had mentioned previously, I didn't like the thought of just eating pure gels and sugars and chemicals. I was a big water drinker, and I needed to add calories. Um, so that's a product I, I really like the taste of. It goes down well. Um, so that's something I regularly use. Um, I've played around with the gels I like the most. Um, SIS gel is what I found settles in my stomach the best. It's a little more liquidy, not so goopy. Um, I, I haven't taken gels much on run training unless it's a run off the bike. Um, I think some of it has been just because I've ended up breaking my runs into shorter runs and I'm not gone as long. Um, with the bike, I like bars. So I'll usually do a mix of bars and gels. The bars just seem to s- stick with me longer. I was, I was going to ask, are you, I mean, do you do much solids? Obviously not so much on the run, but on the, on the bike, do you, are, are you pretty sort of set in your routine that you know like every half an hour or every 45 minutes you have to take something? Or, or again, do you do it by feel? Um, for an Ironman, I do set intervals for me to eat because you're racing and you're focused on racing. Sometimes your stomach can be, you know, if you go up a hard hill, sometimes you've been breathing so hard, you don't feel like you want to eat and you need to. So that's something that I'm, I do watch the clock and say, okay, I, you know, this bar should be all the way eaten by now. And this water bottle, you know, of electrolyte needs to be gone by now. Um, so I, yeah, I do time it for a race. Looking looking at your day to day sort of nutrition, are you are you? Uh, I mean, is there anything specific you do? Are you high carb, low fat, or low carb, high fat, or whatever? <laughs> I mean, do you, do you? Uh, I mean, are you? T- tell me about your day to day sort of eating. What what what's your approach? Um. So I'm pescatarian, which okay. essentially is vegetarian, but I eat seafood. Um. So I do try to get some seafood a couple times a week, and we eat lots of eggs around our house. Um, I do try to, especially in intense training, make sure I'm getting some good protein in my diet. Um, Tofu, beans, I'm a huge hummus eater, Um, and nuts, snacking on nuts all day. So I try to think of my calories as just being high quality and good nutrition. Um, You know, I try to make sure I have some sort of green vegetable three times a day at least. And as as far as the the race itself, I mean, we, we spoke about timing and, and having a, a pretty rigid plan in place. Do you have a plan B or is, I mean, have you figured out pretty much what works for you and, and that's it? Uh, and if something goes wrong, you'll figure it out on the day or, or is there a plan B in place? Um, after plan A, I mean, it's kind of winging it, but I, I'm not so set on plan A that I'm frazzled if things are going wrong. Okay. You know, I'm very open to okay, if I run out here this, it's okay to take the course food. And I tell myself it's okay to take the course food so that when I do, I'm not like, oh, shoot, everything's going to go wrong. As as far as sort of 
tinkering and, and, and have, have you pretty much dialed in your nutrition that you know what works for you now and you're not really changing much or, or are you always trying to, to get better and, and work out a different, better way to, to do things? I think there's always room to improve and we should always be thinking, okay, I can do better, I can do better. Um, so the three Ironman I did, though I have done things slightly different every time and I found by the time I got to Kona, I had found the gels that settled the best and... It, I think it did help me on that second half of the run because I was getting more down. Brilliant. Well, Jackie, it's been awesome catching up. Thank you so much for, for your time today on the Cone Edge. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing how you progress. And when you do, I know it's going to happen, when you do make the comeback to Ironman and, <laughs> and head back to Kona, uh, I look forward to seeing how you progress. Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, Brad. as you heard at the top of this edition of the Kona Edge, this episode of the podcast brought to you by S Fuels Bars. And for far too long, uh, sugar-laden, high-carbohydrate bars and gels have been dominating uh, the endurance scene with regards to nutrition. But a brand new product is on the scene. It's called S Fuels Bars. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about uh, them today. And it's a great pleasure to welcome back onto the podcast. Over the last four weeks, we've been talking why low-carb, high-fat, and uh, how to use it when you're going long, as well as fueling for training. And today, we're going to be talking about fueling for racing. And we're joined once again by Dr. Daniel Plews. Stan, welcome back onto the Cone Edge. Thanks for, for your time once again. Yeah, no worries. Good to be here again. Dan, last week we spoke a little bit about your approach to training from a, a low-carb, high-fat perspective. And if somebody hasn't listened to that podcast, I'd suggest go back. But you are so far down the line being fat adapted that you, you generally don't take much stuff out. Water in your bottles if you're going out there for up to four hours. Uh, it's pretty much just you and the bike. Yeah, pretty pretty much, yeah. And um, <clears throat> maybe a few bits of cream cheese and Espiel's bars and... Um yeah, and a few nuts maybe along the way, but yeah, definitely try and keep it um, low carb the whole time. And as far as racing goes, uh, a lot of people talk about low carb, high fat, and they they say they need that real burst of intensity, and that's why they need the carbs. But for for a, a race like Ironman or half Ironman, I mean, the intensity is a lot lower than the, the, the than doing maybe sprints or Olympics. You don't really need those carbs on on the long ones, do you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the questions that I get asked. Probably the most frequently I have any question is uh, racing and racing on LCHF and and um, for me for me I, I actually so I think one of the best things about the LCHF approach is that it allows you to take less carbs and on a race day it doesn't mean you take no carbs um, the LCHF approach is a great training training tool to allow you to burn fat at a, at a higher rate which means you're not so dependent on carbs uh, when it comes to race day um, if you look at um, so look at a lot of the literature and all of the suggestions of grams per minute in terms of carbohydrate usage during Ironman and Ultra. They'll be pushing you. Some will push you towards the 90 grams of um, 90 grams per 90 grams of carbohydrate per hour. But um, but really, but really, that's really quite uncomfortable for a lot of people um, because that's just <laughs> that's just a lot of carbs to take in. And what the LCHF approach, because you don't need that much carbohydrate, you can actually take it. Um, you can take it a lot, a lot less. So for me, I'll take about 55, 55 grams per hour when I'm racing, and that can be the form of it. Can have some S fuel bars because they do contain a little bit of carbohydrate. It can be some, and it can can be some carbohydrate drink at the same time. But what the um, the beauty of that is that I will have no gastric um, upset 
when it comes to when it comes to my racing, which is the absolute key. Let, let's talk about the GI distress because uh, a lot of it is is caused in and across the board. I'm not talking for you. I'm just talking in general. A lot of it is caused by high carbohydrate supplements and and drinks and uh, and bars that that people use during races. Yeah, and I think it's. You know, everyone's a little bit different in the in the how 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 people can oxidize carbohydrate and use them. So if you're if you're one of these people who can't really oxidize carbs at that high rate, you're going to end up with a very very sore and bloated gut. Um, and that you know, and, and if you're if you're not fat adapted, you're going to be so dependent on fuel in the engine because you're running out your fuel's running out that quickly that you have to really push the boundaries of pushing getting the carbohydrate in as, as maximally as you can. And, and with that comes a risk. If you think about a bucket that's full and, you're, and, ev- and it's just emptying really, really fast, you're just throwing stuff in there all the time, um, there's quite a high chance that it's going to overflow and it's going to cause you a lot of, um, a lot of <laughs> upset. Um, and another reason is that lots of the bars and lots of the, the, the sugary sports drinks, and they actually contain a lot of fructose. And I think I think I saw a statistic the other day that forty percent of the population is intolerant to fructose. So, you um, and that's another reason why people can be get quite upset stomachs when it comes to um, when it comes to really cramming in the the sugary drinks. So Dan, from a I mean I've heard the 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 sort of term race uh, train low race high is that would that pretty much sum up the way you do so you, you train very low carb but you you're racing and i say high i mean you you're probably lower than most anyway but but you're yeah. almost just adding that extra fuel uh to to sort of bump up your performance on race day yeah exactly and um yeah i think rate race rate train low race moderately high and race safely and i think for me i know that 55 grams is really safe for most people going over 60 grams when you kind of come into a bit of a danger zone um and that's certainly the approach i take and then and just on that the next question i always get is well don't you have to train your gut because then you get a sore stomach on race day because you've never had the carbohydrate um anecdotally personally for me um no i've had um i've never had a gut issue and i think it's mostly because i'm actually quite low anyway can i can afford to be low so i don't have any of those gi gi distress issues brilliant dan if people want to find out more about sort of what you do and and uh, i know you, you you do quite a bit in this sort of space where can they where can they reach out if they've got any more questions I, i'm sure there are going to be lots more questions and if, if people want to find out more can they be in touch with you yeah for sure um i guess i'm always on i have a twitter handle it's at the plus one um, also got a coaching and kind of advice consultancy website with me and my colleague, um, Professor Paul Lawson, and that's called um, Plus and Prof, and we can be found at um, pluesandprof.com. Brilliant stuff. And, uh, yeah, I would really suggest you to try out those S-Fuels bars. Uh, as Dan said in a, a previous interview, they are fantastic. And if you'd like to get a free box sent to you right now, all you need to do is text the word S-Fuels. That's S-F-U-E-L-S to 44222. And if you're in the United States, they'll send you a free box. They'll even cover the shipping. Uh, or just head over to theconaedge.com forward slash S-Fuels to find out more. Dan, as always, great to catch up. I look forward to, to chatting again soon. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.